Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm Paul. It's the 24th day of the month of February, and it's a Saturday. I want to thank you for joining me and let you know that we're going to jump back into Luke chapter 9 here in just a moment. But on Saturday, I like to give you a little heads up, give you a little behind the scenes on the sermon that you'll hear on Sunday. And that sermon this week comes from last Sunday morning at our home church, the Garden Church of the Midlands in Irmo, South Carolina. This has been a beautiful season for us as Natasha and I have committed to this place called the Garden, planted this church last year, and are just excited every week to see what God is doing in the lives of the people who are being impacted by the Garden, both locally and then those who are being touched by the sermons that air. That message is entitled Into the Wilderness. You can see it or hear it or both, hopefully, tomorrow right here at paulwhiteministries.com, right here wherever you're getting this podcast. You can get the audio version or you can get video at our website or at our YouTube page, PWM. Into the Wilderness is what it sounds like. It's following Jesus out of the waters of baptism and down into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. This allows us to talk about a lot of things, but here's a little heads up. At the beginning of this message, I deal with the fact that the Christian calendar has moved into Lent. So we just passed just passed Ash Wednesday and into the first Sunday of Lent. And I talked to our church and to our internet audience about why I don't put a heavy emphasis on this and how I feel about it and why that's closely associated to uh, religious environments that I'd come up in. So if you've wondered my feelings about it, this message will dive into that for about five minutes at the top of the sermon, and then jumps into the lectionary reading for sun, last Sunday, which was Jesus' baptism and his journey into the wilderness. And I, I go into that wilderness story knowing that there's so much to talk about when you, when you talk about Jesus' journey into the wilderness. And so I try to lay out a few principles you can take from the journey into the wilderness. But our real landing spot is the third temptation, the one in which Satan offers Jesus the chance to take the kingdoms of the world. And it's really um, the culmination of a trio of temptations in which Satan's been giving Jesus shortcuts, circumventing. But what is he really shortcutting? Well, that's the heartbeat of this message, and I think what he's really shortcutting is a trip to the cross. So we go from the wilderness. This is where we are attacked by the, the powers that be, by the system, by spiritual forces, principalities and powers, the invisible. We all face that sort of wilderness. And then we move on to Jesus being tempted to skip the cross by the mouths of people. He's rebuked by one of his own disciples in regards to going to the cross. And then finally, the culminating one, and this one is the one that I think will grab you the most, the one that will really say something to you, is the fact that in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus has to deal with the internal voice. Not just the voice of the devil, not just the voice of his disciples, his friends, his family. He has to deal with his own voice, that voice that says, Father, if there's another way to do this, let's do that. If not... I'll drink the cup. And we all have to deal with the spiritual forces, and we all have to deal with our friends and our family. But at the end of the day, we all have to deal with us. I don't think you're going to want to miss this. 
It's called Into the Wilderness, and it airs wherever you get your podcast tomorrow all across our platforms. That brings us to today. And for the next three or four minutes, let's talk Luke 9. Jesus has went into a village of the Samaritans. Uh, They don't receive him. The text tells us in Luke 9.53 because his face was set for the journey to Jerusalem. This really bothers the disciples, particularly James and John. And in Luke 9.54, and this is where we closed yesterday, they said, Lord, do you want us to command fire to come down from heaven and consume them just as Elijah did? And I told you that you got to be careful with, and and if I didn't say it this way, let me fix it today. You really got to be careful when people quote Bible and just leave it hanging out there. Well, the Bible says, because the truth is, is the Bible says a lot of things, but you have to take it in context. You have to take it in the context of when it was said, to whom it was said, why it was said, where it was said. Elijah does indeed call down fire in 2 Kings chapter 1. He kills 102 people. A a general with 50 soldiers kills them all with fire from heaven. Another set of 50 with a general kills them all with fire from heaven. The third set plead for mercy, and he gives it to them. Now, what we have to ask ourselves is not, did Elijah kill 102 people? We have to ask ourselves is, should he have done that? Is that the Spirit of God? Is that the heart of the Father? Jesus answers it for us if we'll pay attention. Luke 9, 55, but he turned and rebuked them and said, you do not know what manner of spirit you are of. 56, for the Son of Man did not come to destroy men's lives, but to save them. And they went to another village. Let's focus today on 55. You do not know what manner of spirit you're of. Whenever you see rejection, whenever you suffer rejection or persecution, and you wish to retaliate with violence, you don't know what spirit you're of, but it isn't the Holy Spirit. Whenever you wish other people would die because of what they've said or done, you don't know what spirit you're of, but it's not the Holy Spirit. Whenever you want to use the power that's been given to you to hurt someone who doesn't have that same power, that same authority, you don't know what spirit you're of, but it's not the Holy Spirit. Whenever you want to react instead of respond, you don't know what spirit you're of, but it's not the Holy Spirit. Learning What manner of spirit you're of is the challenge of the redeemed. You are a product of the systems of this world and the spirit of the age in your natural man. It's your human nature. But you're not only that. As Peter said, you have been partakers of the divine nature, which means that you can also hear from the Holy Spirit. And learning to parse the difference in those voices is a crucial part of living the Christian life. And so hearing the voice of the Spirit is going to look and sound different than hearing the voice of this world. They don't do the same thing. They don't respond the same way. They can't. They're not the same Spirit. My challenge to you today is to begin to determine what manner of Spirit you're of. 
Begin the process. You're not going to master this in one day. You're not going to, you may not master it in a lifetime, but begin the process of learning what manner of spirit you're of. It'll make a difference in how you conduct yourself. Tomorrow, I want to focus on Jesus's next line, the 56th verse, before they move on to another village and talk about the implications of what this means. And we'll do this tomorrow. Look for the sermon into the wilderness tomorrow as well. We'll see you then. God bless.